Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. The Windy City Podcast. We've got a great one for you today. I've got two diehards. B-Squared Podcast, which has been on a tad bit of a hiatus, like a six-month hiatus, but I, we're, we're bringing them back today. Jordan Burnfield. <laughs> One, one, one of the greatest Cub fans of all time, ESPN, and everything else that he does for the play-by-play WGN radio. Brian Beto, the voice of Bradley and the voice of Cub Nation, including Kamar Zaman, also with me here. Guys, let me, let, me, let me give you the calm, weird, what the hell's going on with the Cubs question uh, take here. Number one, John Lester really wanted to be a Cub, would have taken like $1, and, and if the Cubs would have paid him, say, $5 million in 2040, he would have stuck around. But the Cubs didn't want him, and now they've gone out and gotten Jake Arrieta, who had one good year since he left the Cubs, and I wanted the Cubs to keep Arietta. by the way, I was wrong, but I really wanted him to keep Arietta. but he's been hurt, which is what they predicted, and now they're bringing him back for more money, which I'm good with, but as it pertains to John Lester, it seems like there's something going on there that's not being said. My theory is that him and David Ross, since they were such good friends, it maybe impacted the clubhouse like this is Ross's guy and he can't quite manage the team right because Lester is Lester and he's got some hold over him, even though the, th- the hole in that theory is that, you know, Ross is friends with Rizzo, too. So is he the next guy to go? But I feel like there's something going on there, and it's not just that John Lester can't pitch anymore and Jake Arietta can, because if you're betting who's going to have a better season in 2021, Arietta versus Lester, I don't say you can be more confident in Arietta. So something's going on that not saying. I would like to defer to the B-Square podcast. Jordan or uh, Brian Beto, whoever wants to go first, feel free. All right, Jordan, do you want to go or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Wrong. You can Which go one? First. I want to hear the Beto take first. Let's hear the Beto, let's hear the Beto hostile carms wrong take. Let's go with that one. Let me hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, you knew you were going there. By the way, at first, I am finally glad to admit that you were wrong about the Arietta thing three years ago. I was. literally texting me after every single U Darvis start in 2018 and the first half of 2019. Be telling me that he's terrible because he was. Um, no, you play. have to appreciate the karm when he's wrong about a take. We'll just keep hammering it for a long time. No, 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 no. I was, I was. Hold on. I was right at the start, and then I was wrong. He was horrendous, and then I became. He was bad, and then I became wrong. Yeah. Fair enough. But I was, but, ro- I was okay. right for like so three months. Here's another. Like you probably hated. The, I mean, I feel like every time you're on Arietta, it's wrong. You probably hated. You probably wanted to hold on to Scott Feldman in 2013. No, too. Didn't like that no, either. no. But, <laughs> I love deals. Okay. I love all deals for prospects. Every single damn one of them. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Well, I, you know, I'd have to dig in a little bit more, but I, I don't, I, I mean, maybe there's more to it, but I, I, I do just truly think that based on, 
the performances and the trajectory for this year, they just think Arietta is going to be better. So Lester, you know, best free agent signing, you know, ever, obviously, you know, love the guy, but he tailed off badly. Even in the first half of last season when he was good, there was a lot of peripherals out there that said it was a lot of luck and it was just wasn't sustainable. Right. And that reared its head in the second half. Um, obviously, the velo is down. So is Arietta's, but there were some things maybe they saw in there with his changeup developing when he was healthy um, that he didn't really use, obviously, as much when he was with the Cubs that he could maybe pivot on. And I just think more than anything, they just think he's going to be better. That's it. Okay. Uh, and uh, even that's that's my guess. That's my theory, if you want to call it that. But maybe I'm just being blind to something, but that's my, my thought. So you think that the Cubs think that Jake Arrieta is just flat out a better pitcher than John Lester? This has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that Arrieta is going to pitch well. Okay, Jordan, where are you at? I have, I have a slightly different view of this. And I actually think Vito is right on, on the surface here. But my thought is this. I think that because of where the Cubs are both financially and with the fact that they have a bunch of guys that are all going to be coming up in a year, my sense is that part of this has to do with timing. Okay, so at the beginning of the offseason when they had to make a decision on John Lester, I think two things were true. One, that I think that they were not wanting to spend any money because of their financial situation. And two, I think that they thought they were going to be rebuilding the team. But I think that what's happened over the course of the last two months is every one of their players seems to be talked about in different rumors about being traded, right? But they have not really pulled the trigger on anything other than the Darvish trade, which seemed to be motivated by money more than anything else. But I think at the time they were also hoping to rebuild. So the sense that I'm getting, and I don't have any sources on this. I'm not saying that this is the truth. This is just the sense that I get from following everything and reading is that they were planning on rebuilding. They couldn't get the value they wanted. So then they decided, you know what? We still have a decent team. And if things broke right for us, we could compete in 21. So at the time, they didn't want to re-sign John Lester, I think partially because even though I agree with Beto, best free agent signing ever. They should put a statue of John Lester in front of Wrigley Field, all this, all of that. But I think at the time they felt like, even though he'd be cheap, why do we want to re-sign an aging pitcher that we love on a team that's going to rebuild? Be- but oh. now, two months later, I think they're not rebuilding because they feel they can't. And so they feel like if we're not going to rebuild because we can't, we might as well try to compete. And if Jake wants to come back, then why not? I mean, maybe he's a decent pitcher for one season. All right, let's. Beto, do you want to shoot holes in that one that they that they've actually had one calculus? No, I I think that you know it makes a lot of sense. I will say the one thing Whoa. that I think will trigger whether or not Hold on. you know they are going to try to I don't want to say rebuild, but maybe the sell off is once Justin Turner signs with either it sounds like the Dodgers or Brewers just in reading, you know, the the big wigs out there putting out reports. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the interest in Bryant creeps, uh, creeps back up. And, you know, if they avoid making the trade there, then I think that, you know, makes a lot of sense. And then the one other thing I'd want to add is obviously the Cubs, you know, according to reports, Arietta took less money to come to the Cubs. So it's not like, 
you know, there was no interest in the guy. So there's other people elsewhere that also thought he was worth at least that, if not then some. And if Lester was only getting what he got on the open market, there was they were just valued completely differently um, among teams, not just the Cubs and where they are in their careers. So of the two theories that I heard, I would lean towards Beto's theory that, that Arietta is just, they look at him as a better picture. That being said, last year he played in nine games – Pitching nine games, he was four and four with an ERA of five oh eight, and the Cubs were predicting that this dude was going to get hurt, and now he has. He made twenty four starts in two thousand nineteen, down from thirty one in twenty eighteen. The ERA's gone up from the most amazing pitcher ever in twenty fifteen with the Cubs at one seven seven to three one to three five to three nine to four six to five oh eight. All of a sudden, he's going to trend the other way. is kind of a hard thing to fathom. Whereas John Lester just takes the ball every single damn time. But okay, uh, for, let's just let's just I want to I want to tackle Jordan's things here. They, you don't, Jordan, do you think right now if they wanted to trade Wilson Contreras and or Kyle Hendricks and or Javi Baez, don't you think there's a market for those guys? I think there's some market, but my sense is that they thought that they weren't going to, I think, first of all, Mark, they didn't think they were going to be in this position, right? They didn't think they would come to the end of the road of all these guys' contracts and be in a situation where all of them were depreciating assets at the same time, should right? We, I we... think that they thought some of those guys were going to resign and they would continue this window. Feel... It does not look like that's going to happen. Do I think that they could trade any of those guys and get some value? Yes, but I think they're getting less. My guess is they've gone to a number of teams and offered these guys up, and they're not hearing what they want to hear. The one guy, or maybe the two guys, that I think have the most value of the three you mentioned are one, Hendricks, and two, Contreras. Hendricks, to me, might have the most because he's on a friendly contract and is as consistent as they come, and he's still young enough that if you put him on a good team, he'd be, I, I think he's one of the elite pitchers in baseball, and if you added him to the right team, it'd be a great addition. Contreras has a lot of value, too, because of his position and his age, and I think that there are some flaws in Contreras, but I think that you could still get a pretty good amount. And I love Javi Baez, don't get me wrong, but he is coming off a terrible season. And so I think that when you talk about trading him today, his value is going to be lower than what it should be. I mean, you, the three of us know when you watch Javi Baez, he's tremendous. But you have to watch him day in and day out to appreciate all the things that he does. I think that on the open market, when you look at you know, what he just did, which was have a terrible 2020, I'm guessing that they couldn't get the value that they wanted. I, I honestly, like I said, I don't have a source on this, but my sense is they thought they were going to rebuild. They couldn't. And so now it's, hey, you know, things might break our way in 21. Go Cubs, go. Cub together. All right, just for the record here, on the B-Squared podcast, you have to, it's fine if you will get it out that you don't have a source, but on the Windy City, just act like you have sources. It's fine. Uh, my, <laughs> just, just say my sources. Tell me. I don't care if your source yeah. is your father, the Jeff Burnfield. That's my mind. The, yeah. the, that's, that's, a, that's a good enough source for this podcast, just for the record. Secondly, look, Okay, I, 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 you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do, right? I do, because I do, I do. Here, here, here here's this. I, hold on, hold on. Let, 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 both of you respond to this one. I did the outstanding 365 days of Carm video the other day. Some of them, 
do something, and others are watched by three people. But this one had like 2,000 views. So it was a halfway decent day in 365 days of Karm. I did the top three Cubs that should be traded because Chris Bryant's back in the news. And I said who I just said, Hendricks, Contreras, Javi. If you're trading Chris Bryant right now, to your point, Jordan, pennies on the dollar. You're not going to get shit. But agreed. So why do it and 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 see what his contract will be next season? If he's too expensive, let him walk. And if not, you're doing this middling, mediocre. Maybe we'll compete with Kyle Davies and Jake Arrieta and Alec Mills and Kyle Hendricks thing. And Craig Kimbrell's going to have a great year too, I guess. And Jock Peterson's going to be the Kyle Schwarber with with something better, I guess, which is another thing that's really weird, by the way. You'll pay Jock Peterson, but you won't pay Kyle Schwarber. Since when is Jock Peterson? He's better. That's why. Is he? Is he better? I mean, I think he's probably better. I think Beto's right. He's but like, probably it, better. It's close, but where he but like, fits but, with his contact and defense probably is better for this situation. Right, but, it, yeah. but, but, but also, Carmel, let me say this, though. With, with respect to your point about Bryant, it might be pennies on the dollar, and I love Chris Bryant, but here's the thing. Right now, Chris Bryant is a guy who was an MVP who has depreciated over the last few years more because of injury than anything else, right? But the injury has caused a lack of performance. If you trade him now, there's still the unknown, which might be to the Cubs' benefit, right? It's like he might have a great year, whereas if you wait, yes, if he has a great year, his value increases. But if he gets off to a slow start, his value gets worse. So, like, you do risk if you don't trade him now, and he doesn't get off to a good start in 21, that you end up getting either walked for nothing, I guess a compensatory pick, or you end up not being able to get any kind of value. So, like, I get what you're saying, but his value only goes up if he has a good 21, which I'm not saying he won't. There's plenty of reason to believe that he can, but there's also plenty of reason to worry that if he's hurt or doesn't have a great start to the year, for whatever reason, that the pennies on the dollar that you're already getting become fewer. Beto, you trading Chris Bryant? Um, I've been against the Bryant trade and because, I mean, it all comes down to, I think, to me, it's like, are they just, can they, is it going to help them save money and are they going to reallocate that elsewhere? It doesn't appear so. I just don't think, I mean, again, I don't think any of us know the exact value, but I think if they do trade him, you're, I mean, we saw the, you know, their trades going on right now, even the Darvish, like I know they're still not sure on the return of that, but I don't think we're going to, that wasn't like overwhelming. And I don't think there's certainly not going to be overwhelming for, for Chris Bryant. So I think it's, while Jordan's right, I think it's worth the risk and letting half the season play out. See if you're in the race. If you are, maybe hold on to him and see if you can sneak into the playoffs. And if you're out of it and he's still playing halfway decent, teams might get a little bit more desperate than they are now. So I would probably hold on to Bryant depending on if if it's the case that they're just frankly not getting anything back for him right now. What year were you guys born again? I need a reminder. 84. Okay. He's right, right behind me. All right, so I'm just going to sneak in the playoff comes. The 89 Cubs, they snuck in the playoffs. That was sweet. Won one game against the San Francisco Giants. Maybe want to puke. <laughs> the, the 98 Cubs, that was sweet. Got swept by the Braves. The 07 Cubs. was Cub- a great season. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was It was great. Mickey Marandini, and uh, it was so cute. And Harry yeah. had passed away, and 
Chip was here. I, whatever. And that, and then guy Eddie's flapless helmet. Right. I love how we think of 98. And the first thing you come up with is the dandy little glove man, Mickey Morandini, not like Kerry Woods, 20 strikeout game, not the home run chase, but Mickey Morandini <laughs> well, is where you, where you had. It's, it's because, because my first ever interview was with Doug Glanville in the Cubs clubhouse. He was my favorite Cub of all Doug time. Glanville. And then they, they yeah. train him for the dandy little glove, man. And I'm like, screw you, man. This guy's the, the first good center yeah. fielder and leadoff man we've had since Bob Dernier, and you got to trade him for the dandy little glove man who had a good year. It really bothered me, though. And then, the, you know, 07, that was a sweet um, fluke. That was in. our intern year. Yeah. At the end, both of ours. Right. And I remember yeah. I remember sitting in the conference room, laying on laying there as they were getting smoked by Arizona, and Carlos Marble. Yeah. And I'm like, see, you know why we're not? You know why they're going to lose? Because they suck. Because we're not good. And Beto's like, no, 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 no. Alfonso Soriano is a great leadoff man. I'm like, I hate him. Um, but so, this is not a this is not a plan. Sneaking in the playoffs, didn't we figure out that the finally that this is the, the you know you 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 take the lumps, you you build a real thing, and then you win the World Series. What am I missing? Yeah, here? I I am just I and Jordan. I actually talked about this just like on the phone a couple of weeks ago. Here's my my thing. Like we did that in what ten years ago, and it's because we literally had zero viable major league pieces that are controllable that will still be good in a few years. My thought is like, I don't mind, you know, the Darvish trade. And even like if they do Bryant and, and Contreras has only got a couple of years left. But if you look at a guy like Hendricks or Baez, they're not as far off as they were then when they had to completely start from the ground floor, you could still have, even if extending Baez, and you have Hendricks on contract, those guys are still, in theory, going to be playing like towards the top or in their prime by the time you do at least retool the team. So I don't think it's necessary, per se, to go full-on rebuild like they did 10 years ago, like the White Sox did a couple of years ago, because they have some pieces that can still be at the, 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 in the peak of their games in a couple of years. That's, that and, was my and to add to that, I'll say this. I don't know that the Cubs necessarily are going for it, even though it appears that they are right now. What I mean by that is this. If they get off to a bad start, but some of these individual pieces are performing, I think they could definitely trade one or two or three or all of them, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if the Cubs are having a bad season record-wise, but, you know, Chris Bryant is raking and Javi Baez is raking and all these guys are – performing but somehow the team is not in that scenario i could see them trading those guys and then trying to maximize the value then like no when i think that no you, is, you trade arietta right like, yeah guys like, like that this, this is arietta could be your paul mahalam it's just a beloved paul like this leaves them options because if they stink they can trade these guys and have the rebuild in the middle of the season you got. If they oh, don't yep. think, then maybe they make the playoffs. All right, I, I, and maybe there's more financial stability. And you never know. I mean, maybe fans will start to be trickling in by the time you know the trade deadline rolls around, and there's a little bit more stability and a little bit more foresight as what's going to happen, and teams might be a little bit more willing to splurge than they are right this second. I don't know that's the case. I'm just something to think about. All right. Uh, is uh, you, Lily still available, by the way? Could they bring him in? Felix Heredia? Who, did, who did you say? <laughs> Felix? I'm going to pull up my pants. You can't see, but I'm pulling up my pants as high as Felix Heredia did <laughs> back when he pitched. 
<laughs> mid mid belly. Where the yeah, hell? Right, yeah. Where get get Sam folded here to run this organization. Give him a. There it is. Well, I there can't. It is. Jed, you you're the president. You take it forever to hire the GM. His name is Fold. Didn't he just get hired? I love Sam Fold. Yeah, yeah. somewhere I forget where, yeah. but somewhere. Yeah, I think was Philly? it. Did I make the, the Phillies up? Yeah, yeah. All I right. should know that. That. We should all know that it's a flaw in this podcast, but hopefully no. Yeah, one's, edit this one out. Yeah, I don't think anyone's. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's listening this far anyway. We we tried to hold you for five minutes. We're at twenty. All right. Speaking of that, I gotta go do a a Wildcats sports update. A big game going on with Rutgers right now. Cats trying to end a ten game losing streak. All right. This was great. You guys actually made me feel really much better at the end because oh yeah, that's right. If Jock Peterson plays well, they could deal him. They could deal Arietta, and maybe even Chris Bryant gets off to a great start. Cup suck they deal him and actually get something for him all proud of a grand jet hoyer plan they're doing it the right way cubs 2024 world series jordan burnfield brian Beto. i think this was great we should definitely do this again any thoughts yes i'm in i agree 2024 sounds great that aligns with the Bulls' seventh title too so i'm (laughs) I'm looking forward to it (laughs) all right i'm I'm, going to talk to fanside upper management gentlemen thank you all right see you mark see you guys Now the pitch. There's a high drive, deep right center way back. Might be out of here. It's off the wall. One run is in. Two runs are in. A third man scores. The sun is shining in Chicago. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey at Wrigley Field. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. You know, we mention from time to time uh, people who are watching the games. We refer to the Superstation Channel 9. Now, here's a batch of mail I haven't even had a chance to open up today. I just want to give you an idea where people watch the Cup. Akron, Ohio. Jackson, Mississippi. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There's a long drive. Way back in the left field. Near the wall. The Cubs win. The Cubs win. The Cubs win. Terry Shepard goes in the winning lap. Hit the left. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 